All right, Phil, let's do it. Episode 48. Bring us in, buddy. Can you fucking believe it? Funk. Oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> so, do you feel lucky, kind of? Kind of. <laughs> for some C-grade entertainment? <laughs> oh, come on. We're better than C-grade. <laughs> All right, D. D-grade. Okay, well, so bad it's good kind of thing. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Thanks, Quint. Indeed. <laughs> I'm off to Carmel to golf. See you later. I'm 97 years old and I'm still making movies, so fuck you. <laughs> You'll be dead by now. <laughs> I'm winning Oscars. <laughs> winning? Winning. Oh, boy. That got off the rails quickly, didn't it? It usually does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a right. guarantee on this show. Exactly. We'll get off the rails faster than you even think we can. And so if you don't think we can, then you're wrong. And that's why we do this podcast to make you wrong. That was convoluted, sir. Sure it was. <laughs> I don't care. I agree. <laughs> I agree with you there. So ostensibly okay. this podcast is about movies, right? Uh, you know, in theory. <laughs> when we get around to it. Okay, so what do you got? Jesus oh, jeez. See, now I took you on. off guard. No, here's what I'll book. do. I'll do um, I'll do one of mine first that you, I think, have actually already seen and we may have talked about <laughs> on a previous podcast. <laughs> but we don't really care. <clears throat> well, you know, we do this all the time. It's like we'll see different movies all the time. Indeed. But um, The Green Lantern. I saw that. Uh, in the last week or two, uh-huh. because I've had some other issues that have gotten in the way of the podcast, so we haven't done it in a while, but I did see the Green Lantern. And what did you think of the Ryan, what's his name? Ryan Reynolds. There you go. <laughs> I knew it had something to do with Bert. <laughs> well, everything <laughs> does, am I right? I feel it squishing between my toes. <laughs> <laughs> Good pull. I like that. Um, <laughs> so, and Ryan Reynolds in a green skin tight suit. Well, you know what? I actually didn't dislike it as much as a lot of the detractors did. I thought, you know, it's a, a decent superhero movie. Um, I didn't like the mm. fact that the, uh, you know, all the costumes and stuff like that were CGI. I thought, you know what? You could do just as well with actual clothes on people. Mm. But um, I actually didn't... I was not nearly as against it as most people seem to be. Well, my opinion, and I think if you think back, you know, whatever, six months in podcast world, but that's like four podcasts ago. <laughs> right. um, Thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> um... I had much the same opinion. I never thought it was bad. I thought it was merely kind of standard. Yeah, no, I mean, I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was sort of, it was... You know, it was boilerplate superhero Sure, movie. yeah, exactly. And it, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't bad at all. I mean, I didn't think it was a bad movie. It was just was, there was nothing outstanding about it, you know, right. which, you know... Nothing that made it special. It's not special. Indeed. But it's family loved that. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, it was, uh, and I actually thought that Ryan Reynolds was, um, 
fairly good in it. Really, I mean, he wasn't. Yeah, he was doing wrong. Well, yeah, he always does. Normal shtick. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no movie that he's in that he doesn't do Ryan Reynolds. No, (laughs) Phil, get your mind out of the gutter, sir. That's the most fun place to be. Okay, fine. But no, I mean, he, you know, he's always Ryan Reynolds. That's just what he does. Uh And I don't mind Ryan Reynolds at all. You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't. Ryan Reynolds I, is fun. He's a, he's a fun. He's a fun he's guy. He's a charming, dashing guy. He's a rock on tour, sir. <laughs> a rock on tour. I like the Texas. Yeah, yeah. There. I know, right? I was just a, a, a flyover state guy, right there. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, I thought I I actually didn't. I thought it was decent. I don't know why everybody hated it so much. Well, because we've come to expect, you know. The Dark Knight from every fucking superhero movie, apparently. I don't well, know. yeah, but I mean, never. Not every movie can be The Dark Knight. I mean, that's just sort of an exception. But shouldn't it be, sir? It should be. It should be. be. <laughs> oh wow! Now we're getting PBS on us, sir. No, it, it, I don't. I don't disagree with you that like it. You know, it could have been better. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, well, it was the, fun. I mean, you know, The Green Lantern isn't. It doesn't have a lot of pose. Exactly. There's not really that much story there. Right. There's all the Green Lanterns that are from all the various sectors of the universe or whatever. And, I mean, that's kind of it. You know? I mean, <laughs> yeah, really, they make shit with their Green Lantern powers. Yeah, and it's sort of like there, there's not much there. And I really, I think that was sort of the basic downfall of that movie is that there's really not much right. to go on. The Green Lantern's biggest enemy is yellow. Right, yeah. See, that was so dumb. And <laughs> honestly, in, in the comic books, because I used to love Green Lantern in the comic books when I was a kid, but I always thought that was the dumbest thing. It's like his weakness is yellow. <laughs> is so, like, I could green wear a part of yellow in color scheme. Well, so like, if I wear a Packers jersey, am I like you know? <laughs> but anyway. Like, I, I thought they actually did a decent job of sort of working that in without right. making it too stupid right. in the movie. Yes. I thought so, too. With the whole, like... Yellow you know, is fear. Fear, yeah. Blah, blah. I thought that was actually a pretty good way to go with it. Mm. Um, but, you know, that... Like I said, I mean, that... The whole weakness is yellow thing, it's like, that's pretty dumb, really. Yes, yes but, it is. But, hey, DC has... Re- rebooted their whole universe so maybe it'll be his weaknesses <laughs> now uh i don't know well hopefully hair it's not like or a, something i don't know wayne knight from jurassic park <laughs> reboot. <laughs> i gotta go get a soda so i'm gonna go uh, get yeah, a soda so, and, and then some of the systems are gonna shut off because it's kind of a soft reboot and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. i'm gonna go um, get a soda so just don't know just don't do any it's okay it'll be it'll be all fine it'll be all right i'm just i, I was getting too many sweet snacks so i wanted a salty snack maybe you guys want some uh, pretzels or something i don't know <laughs> that was a good joke me thank you <laughs> thank you phil for that, we all appreciate that. I'm sure. Okay, so that right out of my ass. Ooh, Phil, let's not. You know why do we have to go there all of a sudden? All right. Anyway, Green Lantern, I actually do give thumbs up to, uh, because I I <laughs> thought it was actually pretty good, and it was. I will say this, one uh, one uh, description I heard of it said that it was shot too darkly. 
I thought maybe the opposite. Really? It's a pretty bright movie. Well, it's funny because like I I had heard that the the whole like it's too dark thing like, uh-huh. and I sort of agreed with it, but at the same time I was like I don't see that this is really a problem. I mean, if somebody's pointing this out, it's like. Really, you're just like nitpicking <laughs> more than you ever would yeah, that, with anything that, else. That's like my rant about super about the score in Super Eight. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I found it distracting. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. But no, I just I was I was thinking when I was watching, I was going, really, this is what they're bitching about? Is no. that it was a, a little too? They dark. were looking for things to criticize. Yeah, which sucks because you know I mean. I mean we do this. We do this podcast ostensibly every week or so. Why do people add an extra B in that word? I really hate it. What? Ostensibly. Did I do that? Instead of ostensibly. No. Well, okay. <laughs> Thanks for derailing the whole thing. Right of there. course, uh, it's a big anyway. deal. But anyway, why is it that like, okay, you can't look at a movie and say, well, you know, this movie. They did amazing things with this movie, and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, maybe it didn't quite hit the mark as much as you wanted it to, but come on, you know? And, but people did they been, really do amazing things with this movie? I don't think they did. Well, I'm saying, like, when the special effects and stuff like that, but at the same time, they go, well, uh, it was too dark. Fuck them. They suck. It was too dark. Turn Man. up the brightness on your goddamn TV, <laughs> will ya? I mean, sometimes certain things jump out at you. You know, some movies you watch, you go, holy shit, the editing in this movie is fucked. Sure. And some movies you go, oh my God, that look, that special effect looks cartoonish. What's going on? You know? So, no, I, I get that. I mean, you could say that about any video or DVD transfer of The Relic. For some <laughs> reason, it doesn't show up. Half the movie is black. It <laughs> wasn't that way in the theater, but it is on any transfer. But Penelope is hot. Okay. <laughs> I knew that. I'm hit. a big Penelope fan. I know, I know. No, I'm just saying that, like, if, if there's one thing to bitch about. One? One thing. I think the darkness of the, the transfer is probably not yeah. what you really want to go for. Probably. I mean, since there were other problems in that movie, I Sure. The girl was that. so annoying. Honestly, that yeah. girl was just what's who was the girl again? I don't even remember. She just <laughs> she's, she was just blonde irritating. Four, right? No, she wasn't blonde though. I will say that she wasn't blonde. Yes, she was. No, she wasn't. She was the girl that was like the uh, the dark haired uh, uh, fighter pilot chick. She wasn't dark haired. Yes, she was. She may have been kind of a dirty blonde, but she was blonde. Oh, she was a dirty. <laughs> this is already degenerated into bad jokes. Okay, but no, she was uh, eleven she, minutes ago. So. I know. Okay, so Green Lantern done. I actually like the movie. I'm glad that they're going to do a sequel because I will go see the sequel. Well, they're talking about a sequel. No, movie. I I thought that they said that they already were going to do a sequel and they were going to go darker. <laughs> Not darker visually, but like, <laughs> because that was a problem. But thank like, you, thank you. Thank okay, you. all right. So, whatever. Done and done. Thematically. Thematically. Thank you, sir. <laughs> all right. 
I mean, I, I mean, for me, that was always the thing. Sony made a lot of safe choices with that movie. The biggest one being Martin Campbell, and they got us safe. Sure, yeah. I mean, they got sort of a generic um, action movie. Whoops. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> that was, <laughs> forgot to turn my cell phone off. <laughs> okay, so Phil, your turn. Well, the first one I saw was Bridesmaids. I actually would really like to see this movie. I mean, it's... I'm conflicted. <laughs> okay. okay, when you when you so do, when are... you start that way, I know you're conflicted. <laughs> um, there we go. Um, okay, so uh, essentially the basic plot line, if you know, you're one of the ten people who hasn't seen it. Um, I'm one of the ten people who hasn't seen it. So. Of course you are. Uh, <laughs> ouch, Phil. Very ouch. So it's Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph, and some other people. Um, <laughs> that, that fat girl from uh, the sitcom Molly and Mike, Mike and Molly or whatever yeah. exactly um, and some Irish dude and <laughs> Colin um, Farrell the, no uh, <laughs> what's his name from uh, Awesome Sauce what the hell is that show on Awesome Comedy Sauce Show? that's no, my show uh, great great show awesome job or what I don't know anyway Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, good job, uh, great show, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I can't remember. It's I know what you're talking about. Anyway, one of those guys, he's in the movie. Um, <laughs> no, all of our listeners are calling us retarded. Exactly. Uh, Rose Byrne and a few other people. And um, so, yada, yada, yada. Maya Rudolph's getting married. Kristen Wiig doesn't like it. Um, and, uh, you know, chaos ensues. And, Bridesmaidishness uh, ensues. Exactly. Um, this is like a vaguely Judd Apatow-ish kind of. That's how it came across movie. to me. I think he actually did produce it. I can recall it, but um, it's written by Kristen Wiig, and um, like, I don't know, like many Judd Apatow movies, it goes on far too long. It's like almost two and a half hours long. Really? Yeah, it's over. Wow. It's over the two hour mark. Um, and there are some cracking, hilarious shit in that movie, okay? Like, there's a scene where they go to eat some bad Brazilian, you know, parade of meat. Right. Um, I can't remember the name of that restaurant. But anyway. Like, uh, uh, tapas? That, or? No, that's Spanish. Oh, um, okay, whatever, anyway. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. But so they eat some bad food, and then they go, go to try on bridesmaid dresses, and uh, it doesn't go so well. It's, it's I heard so there was a scene in the movie where somebody actually goes to um, leave themselves in the middle of the street. Yes. Okay. That would All be right. Maya Rudolph. Okay. All right. <laughs> and it, that's actually the funniest thing ever because she, she's running across the street because the bathroom is filled with the other bridesmaids. <laughs> And she's running across the street going, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, it's going to oh, happen. God. And then she just starts sinking. It's happening. It's happening. Oh, God. It happened. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hilarious. And there are a couple other scenes that are really, really funny in that movie. But for the most part, it goes on far too long and it's far too boring. So it doesn't sound like you're as much of a fan of it as most I, people were. I rarely am with comedies. The comedies that are big... I almost never like. Well, it's funny because I mean, that, that was the way with the Hangover. I think I chuckled once. Really? Well, you know, and I remember we talked about the Hangover before, but like, I remember thinking that like uh, 
uh, with The Hangover, it was sort of like, it was one of those ones that was actually kind of funny and also people really did like. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, that's, I mean, there's so many comedies that are just not funny. Yeah. That make so much money. It's like, why in the hell is this movie? Okay, Meet the Fockers. Yeah. That movie was not funny. And I, I just don't get that. I never got that. That was a thing for a while. It still goes on, not as bad. But the comedy of embarrassment, I never got. No, that. I never got that either. And I think we talked about this before, but yeah. at the same time, it's like those movies made so much money that they just kept going. Yeah. And it's like, why did they make that much money? Much money in the first place? Yeah. Ah. I mean, my my strain of humor is is not everybody's strain of humor. Uh, yeah. So maybe you'll love bridesmaids because I really didn't. Well, you know, hey, I mean, not not everybody's humor is the same. And in, in fact, I will say that humor is the most subjective form of you know filmmaking at all. Because yeah. like you know, drama. Oh, you know, Kramer versus Kramer or whatever. Right. You know, it's like that's drama. Right. You don't have to have like a necess- you don't necessarily have to have a viewpoint on it to know that oh this is drama and this is uh, tense or whatever. With humor, there's humor that's like all the way from Adam Sandler and uh, Will Ferrell to like Woody Allen. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different strains of humor. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So it's a it's hard to, it's hard to judge what people like i guess i know and, and it's for me it's always weird for me to think about comedy because like on one end you have the kind of maybe a little more sophisticated humors like uh, uh movies like a moon over parador or something sure. I, frack, I love yeah I, that's like my favorite movie of all time <laughs> yeah I know. and then on the other end you've got like the naked gun and, oh yeah no, you know, totally it's like accused. look this looks like boobs that's funny you know <laughs> Yeah, it's like you combine a little bit of sophisticated with a lot bit of absurdism, and you've got me. Right. No, I know. But don't you think that that's a little more sophisticated than just being like Billy Madison, where you're like farting in a pool or something? Most certainly. Because you actually have to think about being absurd. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, we've come (laughs) to an agreement, Phil. (laughs) It will be March in the ages of history. Yes, watch for the uh, Ides of March. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I love Maya Rudolph, you know, she's on that new show now, Up All Night, and, uh, but it just, it, it wasn't She's on there. that show? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Well, who's the main chick on that show? Christina Applegate. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of Saturday Night Live people, and, uh, who is it? Wendy McClellan Covey? From uh, Reno 911. Oh, yeah. She was the kind of busty blonde lady. Right, right, right. She is so funny in Bridesmaids. She's a funny... Honestly, I've watched Reno 911 a lot. She's very funny, Uh I think. Like, I mean, if if you're a fan of her or if you're a fan of Maya Rudolph, it's probably worth the price of admission. Sure. But, I don't know. Otherwise, you've got, you know, 20 minutes in in the midst of two hours that's that's really funny. Well, I mean, I guess... I don't know. I mean, I guess that's good enough for most people, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. 
But, well, I mean, it, you know, I thought it looked funny. And I've heard, I've actually heard from most reviewers and stuff like that that it is funny. So, yeah, I'll probably see it. I'm the odd man out. I always am. But, hey, so okay. are you, sir. Okay. I can remember sitting in there or something about Mary with you going, I know. I we were like the laughing. only two people in the theater going, why is this funny again? <laughs> no. Like I that mean, looks painful, not funny. This isn't funny. <laughs> no, I you know what? I will say that a lot of times our sense of humor lines up. Yeah. Um, which is honestly, I think, why we're friends at this point, because we both were like We bonded over Clue. Clue. Yes. yes. But like Some great absurdist humor. Exactly. But like we were sitting in in the theater watching there's something about Mary going. Everybody was cracking up and we're looking at like each other uproariously. like I'm like, this, I, I, is, I, why is this funny? I know we looked at each other like it's like yeah, like the guy's got a fish hook in his lip. Um, <laughs> that doesn't seem funny to me. That <laughs> just seems painful. I know. Anyway, and yeah, and then you know the the old lady with her weird like. Uh, tan. And she like, was one of the funniest. She was funnier than most of the people in the movie. Yeah. But I swear, I I remember exactly what you're talking about. Sitting there going, I don't get this. Like, <laughs> this you know, isn't on my wavelength. This, this isn't funny. You know? <laughs> but then, we can sit there and talk about endlessly about um, <laughs> As you know, we were Tim, doing this morning, Tim yeah. Curry's uh, performance in Clue, you know. Eileen Brennan. Oh, and then the one, yeah, this morning on the text. <laughs> I wake up to a text from like Ed Wood. Yeah. And I respond in time. <laughs> 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 no one gives two fucks for Bella. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what? Honestly, in that movie actually has been on uh, cable. Uh, not like on a loop or anything, like, but it's been on fairly often lately, uh-huh. and I and every time it's on, I watch it every single time. <laughs> That's because it's a, one of the best <coughs> movies ever. Best or uh, worst movie ever saw? Huh? Well, my next, my next one, one will be better. <laughs> I, I mean, love that, like that line of Bill Murray's, and I can never remember it exactly. It's like, how do you get your friends to do this when they're getting baptized so you can yeah. make a movie? <laughs> yeah, I know. And like the one, you know, it's like um, no one good gives two fucks for Bella, or like the the line about and I and this is being recorded before the editing, so I'm gonna really really try to get this uh, line into the intro, which is the one where he's like trying to uh, dictate what's happening in all the uh, <laughs> stock footage, yeah. where he's like, oh the. Uh, there's all these mysterious explosions and they're upsetting the buffalo and it's like, I mean, that is the best, you know? But then it's like, you know, somebody shits on somebody else's face and that's supposed to be funny. It's like, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, it's not it's me. It's that obvious without being funnily obvious. Like, there's a really yeah. odd line, you know, like, like, um, in the Naked Gun, well, nice beaver. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, I just had it stuck. Yeah, you know, I just I mean, had it stuck. <laughs> and see, the best thing about that is the second line. Right. And, and she's passing, passing down a stuffed beaver. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's so many meanings there. It's, <laughs> it's just great. had it stuck. But when it's just like, here's the joke. Mm-hmm. 
when somebody's yelling at you, like, yeah. this is funny hey, shit. pay attention, jackass. This is funny. That's It's just no fun. Yeah, I know. I know. It's it, it, it's ridiculous. But, I mean, this is one of the other things, like when we were talking about Mystery Men. Yes. Oh. oh. Nobody appreciates that. <laughs> the shoveler is hammered. <laughs> but, um, anyway, like, part of the fun of that movie is knowing that, you know, you're making fun of an established genre, yeah. you know, and that was honestly that was the point of that entire movie, uh-huh. because they made it to look like a, you know, like Batman and Robin or uh-huh. whatever, and I think that it doesn't get enough credit in that it's like, well, at this point, I think people have just forgotten. Well, yeah, but see, the thing is too is that superhero movies have moved on. Yes, and so. That doesn't really, it's not really relevant anymore. But at the same time, it's like, you know. It's a brilliant piece of cinema. You know? It's like, well, you know, and there are certain things that are fairly dumb. Well, With yeah. the whole thing about, like, the, the skunk humping uh, the spleen yeah. or whatever. And, like, looking at it now, because I just watched it a couple days ago. I was like, really? I mean, I don't know. Do yeah. you really need that? Not really. Yeah, I mean, if, if if it's one thing you can say about Kinka Asha from watching that movie, it's that he threw everything but the kitchen sink, including the mm-hmm. kitchen sink, maybe, into that movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, how many uh, toggle flips in total? We've made that <laughs> joke probably 17 times on the podcast. Probably. But Janine Garofalo, we love <coughs> Oh, man, Janine Garofalo is like... I mean, honestly, I, I think I, I, in it's that like movie, I miss the '90s just because I miss her sometimes. <laughs> you know, like Rome, her and Romeo and Michelle's, and her and Mister. Oh Man. yeah, yeah. It's like the best like secondary character performances in comedy ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the thing, the thing that sucks about that movie is like you watch it and you go, "This is so specific that you could really never do this movie again," right? Because it's so, like, it, you take Batman and Robin and you make it an absurdist comedy, <laughs> and that's what you have. Right. You know? So it's almost like, this just hit its time really specifically, but nobody fucking cared, and it sucks, because it was a good movie. Yeah. All right. What can you do? Right. The world moves on. Exactly. And as are we, Phil. Indeed. So what's so, your next one? My next one is a... Uh, quote-unquote comedy called Bad Teacher. Okay. With, now, why are we quote-unquoting the comedy? Well, because it's... Um, it's uh, not exactly... Uh, some of it is very funny. I will say this. And for anybody who doesn't know, listening to this, this is a uh, sort of dark comedy starring... Um, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Jason Segel. J- That's the guy who was trying to fuck his arm. And Justin Timberlake. And Justin Timberlake, yes. So, um, this is about a teacher who does not want to be a teacher. She actually quits being a teacher because she's going to get married to this rich guy. But then this rich guy dumps her. So, she goes back to being a teacher. And um, she just basically doesn't care. What she wants to do 
is to get a boob job uh-huh. so that she can get a uh, rich guy. Right. You know, so because, you know, the only thing rich guys care about is big boobs. Well, well being a rich guy. I think that. Best comedy of the night. Hey, see, you know what? I can be funny too. Um, But uh, so anyway, she just wants to make money for a boob job. And basically what it is, is that it's supposed to be this dark comedy uh, about somebody who doesn't care about their job and they fuck it up and they just like go the other way about being a teacher and all this stuff. And it's like, it tries way too hard. (laughs) Way, way, way too hard. Yeah. They make Cameron Diaz out to be like, you know, she's, she's just like, she drinks on the job and she, you know, smokes pot in her car in the, in the teacher's parking lot. And they, they really go too far when it comes to what they want her to be. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But isn't that the point? Well, it is the point. But the thing is, is it's like, you can make that point without going as far as they did in the movie. Yeah. And then, oh, all of a sudden, you know, she has a little bit of a change of heart toward the end. And of course, Uh, the hooker with the article. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the thing is funny is it like, the problem is, is that Cameron Diaz is a really, really hot girl. I mean, she is. And they well, show... she's her. getting older now. Yeah, but even if, we, even if she didn't have big boobs, she's still fucking hot. Yeah. And if she wanted to get, like, some guy... Like, if she just wanted to go out and meet some guy uh-huh. that had a million dollars or whatever, she could. Right. She doesn't have to do all these sort of, like, nefarious escapades, <laughs> you know, that yeah. she does in the movie. Yeah. And then Jason Siegel is uh plays the gym teacher. Right. Who kind of likes her or whatever. And he, you know, he doesn't really have much to do. Yeah. He's sort of like the nice guy and uh-huh. you know, the sort of the, the straight man. Uh, kind of thing. Yeah, like the sort of like he's grounding her, you right. know, whatever. Uh-huh. And uh he He's a funny guy, I think, but he really has, like, basically nothing to do in this movie. Yeah. And so, I mean, the movie, I wanted to like it a lot more than I really did because I like these sort of dark comedies and, like, black comedies and Uh whatever. And it's like, she's telling the kids, hey, shut the fuck up, you know? But it's like, it's so forced. The whole thing is really, like, they're trying way too hard. I get it. So... I, I I would actually not recommend that teacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it except for the strange scene. Yeah. If you were like, I recommend it wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah. Wait, except for the scene where Cameron Diaz is in the car wash? Hello, doctor. Woo! I thought it was hello, nurse. Yeah, well, um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no. Anyway. You know what? I will say this. Cameron Diaz, I think, she's, she's like in her late 40s no she's in her late 30s now yeah okay well either way (laughs) i mean and it's okay here's one here's another thing i noticed about this movie is that in some scenes she looks fucking 
gorgeous. Mm. I mean, really. It was almost like, wow, I forgot how good looking she is. <laughs> but then in other scenes, it's like she doesn't, it, it, she looks really old and sort of puffy and bloated and yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. And it was. It was the same way in the box. It wasn't. Like, I'd see, I didn't see that. Sometimes she'd look really good and sometimes you'd see the age. Show. Yeah, it's weird. I was like, but, you, know, you know, hey, bad teacher. Eh, not so know, much. I was going to say something. Um, because uh, Justin Timberlake's in this movie. He's got a movie out uh, today called In Time. Interesting premise. Bad looking movie. Indeed. Um, but I read this uh, interview with the director of In Time. His name is Andrew Nichol, a favorite of mine. Yes. And, um, and he said that he loves Justin Timberlake because he's a modern everyman. And I, and I read Are that you and, and me? I was like, that guy is not everyman. Nobody is he's, that good looking. <laughs> he's so far from an everyman. I know, man. right? I, oh. that just, I mean, not just like, oof, what, what the hell are you talking about? Well, and that it's funny because him. in that Bad Teacher movie, they tried to make him look a little nerdy. Yeah. Uh, they, they gave him some sort of like horn-rimmed glasses uh-huh. and sort of gave him a weird haircut. Not real weird, but a little bit weird. Right. And I'm like, this is Justin Timberlake. I mean, really. <laughs> You're going to make him wear a bad sweater, and people are going to expect, oh, that guy's not good looking. Or, <laughs> right. You know? Uh-huh. Or it's make like, him talk a like, little nerdy. You know, the, the librarian in a movie who's got the, the big glasses and her hair back, but then the hair comes down, and yeah. she's a like, Bond girl. You know? Yeah. No, it's like, so no, funny no, because, it, it like, yeah, it, it, <laughs> the thing that cracked me up about it was it's like, you're trying to make Justin Timberlake into kind of a nerdy guy. Really. <laughs> you could take anybody in the world and put them in some horn-limp glasses, bad haircut, and a weird sweater, and they would look dirty. But not Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I mean, that just doesn't work. You know? Indeed. Okay, so anyway. Um, yeah, next on the list. What are we doing? Um... What do I want to do? Um, why don't I talk about Scream 4? Why don't you, Phil? There's no reason not to. <laughs> so, um, Scream 4 re- reassembles the whole living cast. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. I gotta ask you a question about this. Yes. Speaking of the living cast, it's Courtney Cox, uh, Nev Campbell, uh, is... David Arquette, is that, are those the only three? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, everybody else got killed off? Who else would there be? Because, well, there was... Jamie Kennedy died in the second one. Right. Okay, yeah, see, he was the other one I was thinking. And, obviously, Skeet Ulrich and Matthew (laughs) Lillard were were dead in the first one. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's kind of it, you know? Well, good, Skeet Ulrich is dead. Hey, come on. Oh, he... Okay, anyway, sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. (sighs) So, um, this movie attempts to restart Scream a decade later. I mean, I was watching this, and I was like, it has not been a decade since Scream 3 came out. Yeah. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Jay Jay and Silent Bob were in Scream 3. That's (laughs) hard. I mean, that terrifies me to no end. But anyway... So, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's a reassembled, and um, they get, uh, 
they seem the whole thing seems like they're they're not quite sure how to top it. Because for me, Scream Three was like perfect. I, sure, I hate the second one. I love oh, the, the first one. Sucks. I love the third. The third one is good. The second one sucks. Um, but this one, like what, like the the opening scene, yeah. it has uh, two red herrings before you get to the actual oh, opening God. scene because they just are like, here you go, here you go, okay now, yeah, you know, I mean, so they, it's like, um, it, they know what you're expecting, so they have sure. to try something. Yeah, new. it's like meta upon meta right. upon meta. Yeah, yeah. So at some points they're a little confused with how to make it work, but. Um, but it, it's an interesting movie. It's not great. It's not scary. Um, but uh, it's yeah. Certainly... But were any of the Scream movies really scary? I didn't think so. I think so. Really? Yeah. Which I think one? the first one was. Really? Yes. I never found any of them scary. I thought the first one was scary. Okay. Well, the second fair one enough. was terrible. Oh, man. And the third one was a comedy. Sure. Oh my God. See, that's the thing people don't get. The third one was a comedy. Yes. That was you do not put Parker Posey in a movie if you do not want it to be a comedy. <laughs> yeah. No, the thing was that the third one, people thought it was a horror movie. It's not a horror movie. It's a comedy. Uh-huh. It's a self-referential, just comedy based on the fact that the first one made enough money to get the second and third <laughs> one made. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, for a f- fourth quote, whatever the hell it is, Quatrequel. Quatrequel? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, for a fourth movie, it did a pretty good job. They essentially, it seemed like, kind of wrapped the other three movies up and made it one movie. Really? In many ways, they just kind of like, bloop, bloop. They put a little bit from this one, a little bit from this one, a little bit from this one, and made a movie. Huh. So, interesting. in many ways, it's interesting in that way. Certainly, from kind of a storytelling perspective, it's interesting to watch it. And they do, they do attempt to make it more current. Really, they, they try to, you know, a lot of the the, the younger players are in it because because the murders are revolving around um, the friends of Nev Campbell's or Sidney Prescott's. Uh, Cousin. Okay. So, because I was, I was about to say niece, because Nev Campbell's looking old. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you ever see that scene where she took her shirt off in that movie in the bar? No. That was random. Sorry. <laughs> and it was really vague. Okay. It was like, you remember that one time when that chick turned her shirt off? I'm like, no. You're like, I've known you long enough to know you've seen 7,000 movies where, <laughs> that, where girls took their shirts off. No, anyway, sorry. Um, but, you know, I mean, in many ways, it kind of feels like everybody's just trying to, so that they have something. Does it, okay, then let me ask you this, and I haven't seen it. So, does it seem like they made it just to make it, or they made it where they're actually well, trying to do something with it? They were trying to, I think they finally thought they had something interesting to do with it. Okay. Um, and that was kind of a current, you know, YouTube generation. Sure view of screen um but uh i don't know i mean you know it's not like any of i mean courtney cox is the only one who's doing anything when was the last time anybody saw nev campbell true in that bar scene <laughs> oh, sure off. So, i saw her there yeah i know you did 
Um, and you, come on, don't frame. dismiss me just because. <laughs> and you, know, you freeze frame, sir. I saw it on YouTube. I didn't have to freeze frame. You press pause. Um, <laughs> thank you for going here with me. Um, but, uh, you know, and Wes Craven, he hasn't had the best decade. So Sure. Well, um, you, know, you know, people love monkeys, though. They want to be remembered for what's great, and so they were trying for it. And in some ways it worked, and in some ways it didn't. I will well, say, I never liked Hayden Panettiere, but she's pretty good. In you know, I actually liked her, I think, a little bit more than maybe most other people did. Uh, I thought she was, I thought that it, uh, using her correctly, mm -hmm. I guess you could say, um, she, I, felt, I thought she could be pretty good. Yeah. And she's cute. I mean, she's not like, whoa, you know, yeah. hello. But she's cute, you know, and I mean... If you use her correctly and, uh, you know, she's cute. I mean, that shit, that worked for so many other <laughs> Hollywood, you know, you blonde uh, number 17, 18, 19, and 20. You right. know what I mean? Uh-huh. Now, I've heard rumors that they want to do an another trilogy. I don't know if that's true, and I don't no. know if this one made enough money to warrant it. But what, what did it make, by the way? Do you remember? remember? Like 40 or 50. Not, a, not, not like a, yeah. It didn't set the world on fire. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it has its clever moments. If you like the other screams, you'll probably go, it, it'll probably be a bit nostalgic. It'll probably sure. be a bit nice. Well, and, and see, the thing is too, is that like, I thought, and when I, when I saw that they were making a scream four, yeah, and it was written by Kevin Williamson, I said, you know, this guy actually really had a very somewhat short shelf life because he was so self-referential so meta on his well, stuff and in some ways i mean he had a short li shelf life in film but not on tv well and yeah but that's what i'm saying this, this wasn't tv this was film as we both know okay <laughs> okay and uh just because this is a audio podcast you can't See Phil giving me the look like you're an idiot. So. <laughs> My eyes drift a little bit. <laughs> All right, so fine. Screen four, thumbs up, down. Um, I'll give it a thumbs up. Um, especially, you know, that, I mean, it, it's funny that, you know, being the age I am, uh, Scream was kind of a seminal moment when I was, sure. you know, whatever, 17 when sure. it came out. So um, we were both working at uh, AMC, weren't we? When it came out, I don't know. Or was Maybe. it before that? I think it was a little. I don't know. Okay. All right, whatever. Anyway, but um, uh, so and you know, seeing this, having those kids, Gale, you know, it's it's uh, it's it was kind of nostalgic and sure. I I think that kind of got a little bit of a, you know, how much I like the other ones kind of gave this one a bit of. a boost that I'm not sure it would really deserve. If you don't yeah. have a big connection to the other screams, you may not like it. Yeah, like if you came into it at Scream 4, you'd be like, what is this about? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I would totally understand that. Um, so, okay, moving on. Um, keep it on trucking. Keep it on trucking. We're going to talk about uh, Moneyball, which is the movie that I saw in the theater this week. Okay. Okay. Uh, which is apparently unusual for me and on the podcast. Very because, unusual. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, I went to see Moneyball, uh, which is the movie based on the book about 
uh, a gentleman named Billy Bean, yes. who was the general manager of the Oakland Athletics Baseball Club. Uh-huh. Um, and he supposedly sort of revolutionized how you uh, pick players and put to, put your team together. Right. And um, they did it with all these spreadsheets and computer analyses. Ooh. Seeds. I even need that. Seeds. Anyway. (laughs) 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 Another uh, mystery men joke there. Anyway. um, uh, He, in the early 90s, this guy didn't have any money to spend for players. So basically what he did was he went to this computer nerd and said, uh, find me the best players for the cheapest price. Mm-hmm. And this is what they made this book and movie about. And it was pretty good. I mean, it was, uh, you know, my impression of it was, is that it was a pretty good movie. It was, um, it was a little bit slower than I would have liked. It sort of dragged in yeah. spots. Uh-huh. Uh, and honestly, like, the baseball stuff in it was very limited. Really? Yeah, it wasn't... It, the, the actual baseball, like, you know, watching them play baseball was yeah. not, you know... It was a lot about him um, sort of thinking that he's going to get fired or he's going <laughs> to, you know, right. lose his job and he's going to, you know, be on the streets and his kid asking him, are you going to lose your job? Which was in the trailer. Yeah. Um, but it was a good movie. I mean, I enjoyed it. It wasn't one that I would go back and watch again and again. Right. And, you know, Brad Pitt, he's always charming. You know, so. And Jonah, and Jonah Hill is good. In the movie, yes. <laughs> I'm not talking about in general, <laughs> necessarily. I don't like Jonah Hill. Really? Why? I don't like Jonathan. <laughs> I get it. I don't like it. <laughs> exactly. Like, the guy, for me, the guy's had, like, one good line in his entire career. Really? Yeah. And which one is that? I hope you guys have hobo stab and shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> no, what movie is that? That was from um, Accepted. Yes. Thank you That's very the much. only lies, I mean, I, I mean, you know, if this is me we're talking about. I hated Superbad. I never bothered with Get Him to the Greek. I, I can't believe they're fucking remaking Adventures in Babysitting with that guy. They are? You haven't seen the trailer for, for that? It's not... I don't think they're actually saying it's a remake of that movie, but it is like almost the exact same plot with a dude instead of... Really? Elizabeth Shue. I have not seen this. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, good times. Anyway, back to Moneyball, in case anybody's still listening. No one cares. Um, (laughs) You just threw me off, Phil. Thank you. Um, But anyway. No one cares what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all waiting for me. Oh, jeez. Wow. (laughs) Somebody got a big ego on him all of a sudden. Think about the future. I am the great Lord Philip. Think about the future, because that's where me and you will spend the rest of our lives. <laughs> gotcha. Hey, I got my gotcha moment. All right. And I'm done now. Um, I'll just shut up. Okay. But anyway, no. Moneyball, it, 
it's going to get nominated for Oscars. It is. And I know this. We were talking about this on the phone or uh, whatever before I came over to, to record the podcast. But honestly, it's almost like it's n- the only reason it will is because it's one of, quote unquote, those movies where it's, it's, uh, it's serious and it's got some big name actors in it and it's not goofy and weird and like right. a comedy or whatever. You know, it, it's weird that way that, I mean, Hollywood occasionally does that. Like I, I, the, the, the biggest case in point for me is always like when there's kind of a drought of good movies, but then you get one that's pretty good, yeah. not great, pretty good. Yeah. People overreact to it. Sure, yeah. Like, uh, and that's exactly what's going to happen with this movie. The, the, the biggest one for me is, is Breakdown. Where, with like, Kurt Russell? Yes. I mean, if, if you don't remember, because that came out when you were like 16 or 15 or whatever. Um, Kurt Russell, Kathleen Quinlan, and whatever that guy's name is. Uh, J, J.R., J.D. Uh, I remember the movie. I'm not sure if you're the guy from uh, Needful Things. Oh, yeah, okay. The older guy. The, With the pudgy face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I know who you're talking about. We always... Uh, this must be really entertaining for you guys to hear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that guy. That guy. Um, uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it J.D. was a... J.D. Walsh? Yes. Okay. It, was, ah, a, it gotcha. was a decent thriller. Right. But because it was essentially well-assembled, well-portrayed, and, it, you know, had a decent plot line, people went... Not so bolo, like A reviews, four stars, and I'm like, movie was well, just it was, okay. It was okay, yeah. It, it wasn't mean, like the second coming of the thriller, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? It wasn't Psycho but, but or people something. People overreact to movies that are sure that are decent but not great. Yeah, well, and and I gar- almost guarantee you that's what's going to happen with Moneyball because there really hasn't been like a standout like I don't know King's Speech or. Right. You know, something like that lately. Yeah. So I almost guarantee you that the, that Moneyball is going to get nominated for, you know, Best Picture, Best Actor, whatever. Yeah. And it doesn't really deserve it, not to detract from it. Yeah. Because it's a decent movie, but it's a decent movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I, somehow I think Hollywood and, and all that, that lowered expectations, and you get something that's okay, and you go, oh, God! Yeah, but the thing is, too, is it's like, if you look at, if you watch that movie, I was watching it going, you know, hey, this this should be good. And I went, well, you know, it's all right. It was no Mr. But Baseball. It was no Mr. Baseball, I'll tell you that. <laughs> there was not a mustache in sight, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Tom Teller. Hey, Mr. Baseball, one of my guilty pleasures. You know, leave me alone. <laughs> oh! Oh! oh. Leave but, you alone with Mr. Baseball. No, 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 that's not <laughs> Weirdo. Go see Phil's taking over the weirdo role in this particular podcast. All right, so you know what? Next one for you, Phil. Jeez, we didn't even do a smoke break this time. We must be. if you want to. We must be really getting into it. So I do want to talk about this one. It, it's uh, an older one that I watched this week. I can't remember what it is. It's like 83, something like that. Uh, uh, Clint Eastwood. Oh. Jean-Vierre Bujold. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, yeah, you, you. And a bunch of New Orleans hookers. 
Ooh. <laughs> awesome. You know what? We were talking about this before we started recording, so I really want to hear what you have to say about this, because this this actually is one that I, uh, I'm interested in. Um, it's called, It was called Tightrope. And, you know, it's been in the, in the play rotation on Encore Stars or something. So catch it if you can. But, uh, you know, I have grown up with the old Clint. With kind of respectable, Oscar-nominated Clint. Yeah, and, but he always just used to shoot people. That's I all he did. And, but you go back, <laughs> having seen Space Cowboys, you go back. <laughs> and who has, besides me and you, I guess. Come on. Um... And, and you go back and you watch Tightrope. Okay. Um, so Tightrope is essentially, he is a detective on the New Orleans police force. Um, it, and uh, he's divorced. He's a single father of two girls. Blah, blah, blah. There is a serial rapist wandering New Orleans. The seedy underbelly of New Orleans. <laughs> I which think is the a, seedy underbelly is the silly. overbelly of yeah. everything. In, in New Orleans, yes. That's what we're talking about, the upward, you know. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, well, he manages to find the seedy underbelly of New Orleans. Well, that um, would be a stretch, I guess. So, he starts up a relationship with Jean-Viet Bougiold, who's a rape counselor. Um, and I guess maybe they cast her because she's got the French accent and they think she can play Cajun. I don't know. Okay, um, sure. But, uh, I'm, I'm in all <laughs> so far. Um, but so Clint's tracking down this this serial rapist and murderer. Um, <laughs> murder. And murder. <laughs> We're both taking drinks of our <laughs> beverages right now, so that's um, sorry. About that. <laughs> so uh, you know, I don't know. He the guy wears masks as he kills people. Um, but but the the creepiest well, you thing. You know what? This is a theme because the guy in Scream does too. Hey hey. hey. Um, but the thing I found really disturbing is that it, uh, I guess you know maybe Clint's meant to be lonely because he's a single father and his wife left him and oh woe is me kind of thing. But uh, you know all the all the girls this guy is is killing are prostitutes. Right. So. Yeah, like, he'll go visit their prostitute friend, and then she'll proposition him, and then Clint will get a blowjob, or whatever, and you're like, you know, like, lots of Clint, you know, grabbing these perky breasts, or not so perky breasts. (laughs) Sounds like a bad job. (laughs) And, you know, like, like, there's a scene, like, where I just realized, like, this is making me uncomfortable, where after, you know, like, the third murder or whatever... He goes to this bar, which is like a gay bar in front, and then he goes to the back, and there's ladies oil wrestling, and he sits That's... down with his like vodka tonic and watches the oil wrestlers, and I'm like, "That's sort of burying the lead, don't you think?" This, this, this is weird. Oh man, like, this is making me a little uncomfortable, Clint. Well, but you're you know... violating the space cowboys <laughs> <laughs> feeling that I love you for. Well, you know. And it was, what we were talking about before we, we started recording is like Clint seemed like he went through a little bit of a phase of that to like make people really uncomfortable yes. for a little while there because I mean it, and in that movie very forgettable movie uh, The Rookie yeah. there was that scene with him and Sonia Braga yeah, yeah. that even as a kid <laughs> I saw that when I was like probably 12 or 
maybe 14. Right. Um, when Sonia Braga basically <laughs> rapes Clint Eastwood. Right. And I was like, this isn't sexy at all. This, <laughs> this is weird. I don't want to see this. And I mean, partially because it was Sonia Braga. But oh, also, come oh, on. she was hot, right? Not. She was. Anyway. anyway. It, but like, I was thinking, I was like, this is just weird. Like, why am I... Like, am I supposed to be, like, turned on by this? Or what the hell well, is going on? I, you know, Clint in the 70s was Dirty Harry and the sure. Gauntlet and, yeah. and all that shit. And the 80s was where he kind of shook that off a bit. Oh, sure. By the 90s, he was a new man. Sure. Um, but uh, this was definitely old-style Clint. and um, So he was kicking people's asses? And... Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and watching... Oil wrestling women. Um, <laughs> well, me and Clint should have hung out then. I mean, I mean, it was just weird. Visiting bathhouses, uh, sex with hookers, uh, you know, some bondage. Ooh, it was really? I mean, it's all over the place. I was like, oh, wow. Like, it's not a bad movie, but for some reason it just kind of destabilized me. <laughs> well, you know what's funny, though, is that, like, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like... Sometimes movie will, movies will just like catch you off guard. You're mm-hmm. like, "Whoa, what? How, what? <laughs> you know, this was one of those." <laughs> yeah, no, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. Oh man! But I mean, it's it's a pretty entertaining thriller, and uh, you know, if you like Clint, go watch. Hey, you know who doesn't? Exactly. He's well, what's his new movie? The, J. Edgar. J. Oh, that looks so bad. Honestly, shut the fuck up. It does. It looks so <laughs> bad. No, it doesn't. It looks oh, awesome. Looks I'm like, awful. I'm like, you know, I've got my no. reindeer bells on. Ready Honestly, to go it look. I will avoid that like the plague. That well, looks you will so be bad. missing something. Tonight. I'm sure I probably Oscars. I'm Oscars sure there, all around. I'm sure there will be many slow moving dolly shots and, um, you know, uh, Leonardo fucking emoting. Whatever. I just, I, that looks so uninteresting. <laughs> Why does that offend you so much? Because Leonardo DiCaprio emoting. <laughs> Fuck him, man. <laughs> no one should emote. I tell you what, I don't emote, and I have five ex girlfriends. Five? Oh, wait. One <laughs> I'm talking about in the last couple of weeks, fucker. Anyway, sorry. You better be. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to do my last one. Oh. Okay, because we're at the the hour mark, and Phil tends to be the time police. I get antsy. Yeah, I see you do. Um, Let's see. What do you want to do? I I actually wouldn't mind talking about Maniac or Miami Blues. This is your pick. Okay. You pick. Okay. Miami Blues. Yeah. With Alec Baldwin and Fred Ward. And what, Jennifer Jason Lee? Yeah. Uh, it's an odd movie. Yes, it, it um, it's a very quirky uh, crime tale. Yes. And um, Ed Ward. Ed? Ed, I say Ed Ward. Yes. Fred Ward. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot the first part of that. Uh, Fred Ward. <laughs> <laughs> Fred Ward plays the cop. Who's chasing? Shut up, man! You're fucking me up here. Go ahead. Um, all right. Go ahead, sir. Okay. 
Fred Ward. <laughs> Damn it. This part might get edited out. No. It probably won't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what editing means. Oh, I do. Uh, you know, I tried it. But it <laughs> I never saved the file. Oh. Um, so anyway, Fred Ward plays the cop who Did is chasing... Fred Willard? No, I did not say now Fred I'm Willard. Now you're just fucking with me. Yep. Um, Fred Ward plays the cop who is chasing Alec Baldwin. Yes. In Miami. Because he wants some frequent flyer points. <laughs> yeah. He's a bank robber, right? That's a little different. Was a play on the commercials. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know. Fire models. I got it. I got it. So, jokes are goddamn difficult. Oh, I'm doing that. Yes. Jesus Christ, Phil. We sound like an old married couple at this point. We are at this point. <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> so anyway. 20 years I've had to deal with you. I've had to listen to your stupid boob jokes all over <laughs> the place. The same story. It's always Every this. Every time. It's always this Salma Hayek. What do you got? <laughs> More about Desperado. Oh my God, Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Fucking A. <laughs> and see, now we're just being assholes. Uh, you know, whatever. Anyway, if you've listened this far, keep listening. Um, <laughs> keep Alec going, Baldwin. man. We're almost we're done. We're almost done. Fred Ward. Uh, yes. Fred Ward. <laughs> I love how I derailed I you there you by it. trying to call you back to where we should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> enough is enough, all right? It's I've only had enough. one beer, and you're not going to get on top enough. of me. Um, anyway, <laughs> Fred Ward is chasing Alec Baldwin. Uh-huh. I don't even know what I used to say <laughs> at this point. Isn't there, I say, so, you know, it's been like a decade or more since I've seen that movie. Well, is there a scene where Alec Baldwin gets his fingers cut off? Yes. Uh, is it him or is he cutting someone else's fingers off? I, I thought it was him because then he like... No, he, yeah, he, he, uh, he gets his pinky finger cut right. off. yes. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> the weirdest movie because it's almost like a parody of these crime movies. Right. And Alec Baldwin, it's the weirdest thing. He has, like, this sort of almost bleach blonde hair in it. Yep. And I was, like, looking at him going, and, you know, he, he looks like early Alec Baldwin, not <laughs> not <laughs> later Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Yeah. So he's, like, the skinnier guy, and he's got that weird sort of, like, mop of hair that, that like, falls over on right. one side. Uh-huh. And it's, like, bleach blonde. And then Fred Ward, you would never actually, I mean... I like Fred Ward. I really do. Uh-huh. But you would never think to cast him up, um, cast him opposite Alec Baldwin. You know what I mean? It's like... Well, you would right after Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins. Case. Oh, I'm, are you kidding me? They were on the fucking Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the 80s was Fred Ward's day. <laughs> well, that and Tremors. Tremors was like nearly the 80s. <laughs> That was like 91. Yeah, 91. Yeah. Anyway, it was a weird movie, and it, it's a good movie, actually. It, it, it's, uh, 
It's entertaining. And it's oddball movie. Yes. Which I think why is why I like it. <laughs> yes, Thank you I to our listeners. A beer. Um, but yeah, it's an oddball movie. And I think that's why I like it. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, I remember it as a perfectly enjoyable little kind of thing. It's like a caper movie. Except for all the people involved are like morons. very small time morons. Yes, yes exactly. Yes. Exactly. And I think the reason I watched it is is it came on cable right after I watched The Getaway. Another Alec Baldwin opus. I love The Getaway. I like The Getaway too. Except for the one really uncomfortable scene. I like that. <laughs> 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 you know when he starts to grimace. Yeah. You're like, ah! Oh, wait a minute. They might actually be doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alright, Phil. Well, do you have something else? Or are we done? Do I have something else? Well, I can go through a couple of things real quick. Um, it's kind of a funny story with, you know, I, I don't like that guy. Um, the guy from The Hangover. And the guy from Bradley, Due Date. <laughs> Bradley Cooper? From Due Date. Zach Galifianoukas. <laughs> Zach Galifianoukas. Vacaminous. <laughs> Why don't you like him? I think he's funny. I don't like him. Um, Because he's fucking annoying. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But anyway, in this movie, it's the first time I've seen him be serious, uh, and I lured it. Lured it? Yes. You LOL'd it? I didn't laugh out loud to it, so... Um, (laughs) Okay. We're getting weird. Um, All right. So anyway, it's kind of a fun story. Story is a couple, uh, a kid who wants to commit suicide, commits himself for a, like a week or two, and um, you know Zach Galifianakis is kind of knows the ropes and the thing, and blah blah blah. He's this depressing guy, blah blah blah, mentally unstable. It kind of ends up being a little like Crazy People, if anybody remembers the Dudley Moore movie called sure. Crazy People. Um, but uh, but it, it's certainly heartwarming and funny, and I enjoyed it. Uh, watch it if you can. Um, the Expendables, I did watch. Oh, The Expendables. We've got. I don't know if I have much to say about it, other than it is a modern retelling of Commando. Come on, man! How can you not love a modern modern retelling of Commando? It, I mean, it's so goddamn hit or miss. Like, I just couldn't get it. Like, like what the fuck was Mickey Rourke? in the middle of the movie, have some five-minute story about saving a chick. I realized yeah, that, that, was that like, it convinces Stallone to go back and save the girl. Yeah, you know, but it that was, like, that oh, was you know, that, and he, he wipes away a single tear. Yeah, it's like, you know what? Fuck. That was the scene where I went, come on. Really? <laughs> because, and the thing was, too, is it looked like they had the camera about three inches from fucking Mickey Rourke's face. Which nobody wants to see anyway. Indeed. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it was it was done in this extreme close up, and he was like starting to try and cry over this girl that he met in fucking it was just Vietnam so or whatever Bosnia. Bosnia, yeah. And I'm just um, like, you know, uh, really, like I get it. You know, you guys are like. Uh, it was know. such a mishmash of a cast too. I wish they'd had a better villain. Because the villain yeah. was was uh, like, 
you know, total, like, Z-grade dude who was in Star Trek VI for a hot second. Yeah. And I just, I was like, whatever. And, you know, sometimes I, w- I just wish for a better supporting cast and more well, strength. Yeah. You know, you can, if you're going to make these movies, make them interesting. Sure. Well, I mean, and the thing is, though, too, is it's like they had a decent um, cast when it came to, like, the good guys. You not know? really. Two of them are fucking wrestlers. The, the one guy, what was the... Um, Steve Austin. Steve Austin, well, no, it wasn't Steve. He was one of the bad guys. Right. And then, who was the good guy that was, um, what's his name? Shaved Randy head. Couture. Yeah. That was a guy who I was like, I don't really give a shit, you know. Like, I mean, and Dolph, Dolph looked old. Dolph looked tired. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. Like, after, you know, after trying to kill me, at the end of the movie, like, hey, oh, man, yeah, welcome yeah. back. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, don't do that again. You I'm tried like, to kill us all, but, you know, hey, you're a good guy, you know. Oh, you're just God. a little troubled. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you had some problems. But hey, I, we I mean, get it. it. You know, it was such a weird mash of old and new. You had Dolph, you had Arnold and Bruce and cameos. You had uh, Stallone, and then you had Jason Statham and Jet Li, and 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 the I two wrestlers. Get, okay. And I was like, oh, what is going on? This I is, didn't it, get. It just wasn't meshing. I didn't get at all. Jet Li kept saying that he needed more money yes. because he it could be his oh, family kids. or something like that. They never explained why he actually needed more money. Because the guy, uh, I, maybe it was even Stallone, said, you don't even have a family. He's like, oh, yeah, well, you don't know. Or whatever. And it's like, wh- what the hell was that little subplot all about? They never explained it. And it I, was really <laughs> fucking annoying. I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I got it. I think they just didn't believe that he'd ever have time to have a family. I guess. But, I just was like, I didn't, I, that was, re- honestly, I mean, I liked that movie well enough. I thought it was fun. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. and movies, you know, movies can be fun. It was all right. It wasn't, it wasn't great. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't great entertainment I wouldn't on say it would like be. Yeah, I mean, the new Rambo at least had those weird moments where, you know, he'd take the giant, you know, tank the mounted gun, gun and... Those were just, great. You know, and people would just body explode. parts of Malaysian were flying everywhere, <laughs> yeah. and they would just explode. Yeah. And yeah, and there was some of that in this movie, but not enough to make it funny. Well, I, I like Jason Statham too. I don't. I wish really? I would fall off the fucking face. Really? Of the I hate him. Really? I hate him. Why? He's not interesting, and I really, hey. for some reason, Hollywood thinks he's his go-to guy because he's pretty much like. The only guy left doing that. Sure. But... Well, we've mentioned this before. Yeah. He's the only tough guy left. Yeah, yeah, But he, he just ain't my cup of tea. <laughs> oh, he's not your cup of tea. <laughs> and he might have a cup of tea. Oh, oh come on. As he managed to get your shirt on. <laughs> yeah, exactly, I right? Mean, uh, that's like, the first thing he does in a fight scene is rip off his shirt and then wrap it around some guy's leg. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that well, that's the actual go-to line for that particular exactly. situation. Is, exactly. I see you managed to get your old shirt off. Exactly. Um, so I just don't like the guy, and that probably was a bit of a stumble for me. Well, he was he was the second busy, bi- uh, second biggest character besides Stallone in that movie. If I'm if I'm not right, for sure. Yeah. So. I mean, he was the only other character with a backstory. Sure. 
You know, where, I like with the scene. Carpenter, where he goes and kicks that abusive guy's ass. I like, like that scene, actually. Whatever. Really? Yeah. I like that scene. Whatever. It was. I mean, you, that was like contractually obligated. Like you got to give my character some backstory, man. I got to be a good guy. You know what I mean? So he goes and kicks some abusive guy's ass. I'm like, fuck off. Move on with the story. This isn't helping. I don't give a shit. Wow. Okay. So I'm taking it. You give the Expendables a thumbs down. <laughs> I do. Um, and I was surprised. I thought I'd like it more than I did, and I just. It, what, there was, I actually there would was, have thought that you liked it. There was too much fanboy attention for it that it just didn't deserve. See, I actually would have thought that you liked it more than you did myself. Just sort of for the uh, sort of cheese nostalgia factor. Whatever. Yeah, it, it wasn't there. It was, you know it who was, loved that movie? Cool. My mom. Really? She did. She bought it on DVD. <laughs> it just, it's not... There. There's nothing there. There's nothing to be, you know, nostalgic. Aside from the scene in the church, that shit's good. Because you got three people who know each other, who are there. You know what's funny about that you scene? You know what though? I mean? Yeah, they, I know. They know the tone. They know the, the where this movie should be. The rest of the movie does not have that tone. You know what's funny, though? In that scene, I could see there was a little tension but I couldn't figure out where it was emanating from and where it was going to. Uh-huh. You, did you get this at all from that scene? Like, well, I think there was intended to be tension. I mean, no, 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 no. I mean, like, personal tension. I don't know. Maybe I'm mis- misreading it, but I could swear that in that scene, Bruce Willis was, like, somehow pissed off at Schwarzenegger for something. And it came across a little... Maybe it was just he was just acting. I, I think Bruce Willis is just a general pissed off guy. But, I mean, from all, like everything me. I've ever heard about of him, you know, yeah. he's, he's not a, a teddy bear. Yeah, um, like me. Exactly. Fuck you, listeners. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't bite the hand that feeds you. Nobody um, feeds me. Anyway. <laughs> I'm a man that feeds myself. <laughs> Um, anyway, but so yeah, the Expendables. It, it just there, there just wasn't. It just it there. missed the mark for you. I will, but I'm, I will say, you know, that, and maybe it's just my thing. You know, I love Arnold, and I want to see more Arnold. So I'm glad that he's back in the movie business. But and I, I think he is supposed to have a bigger part in the second one. Oh yeah, I mean, that's what I've heard. Yeah. And speaking of which, I heard of. I guess they <laughs> they killed a couple stuntmen today. Oh, great. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. That's awesome. In well, Sofia, Sly, Bulgaria. Sly a... broke his neck on the first one. I know. I mean. And that was one thing I appreciated, kind of, was that, for the most part, Sly was just a guy who got his ass kicked throughout the entire Oh, movie. I know. Yeah, he got He, he, he wasn't a really time. a badass. <laughs> I mean, in fact, he's like, I got my ass kicked. Yeah, that's, he even said that. Yeah. He goes, yeah. What, he goes, what happened? He goes, I got my ass kicked. You know? yeah. Anyway. So... Um, I, and then I watched Precious. Yeah, based on the novel, Sapphire Tush. <laughs> Tush. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it's hard for me with that movie because I work in that industry. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, you get a little jaded to those situations. I realize other people might think it's so shocking. I'm like, yeah, I'm, no, I know. It, it, 
I don't blame you, to be honest <laughs> with you. I mean, it, it, uh, there's some definite power in there. Like, like uh, what's her name? What's the Monique? Mo- Monique. Yes. We got to put the uh, accent on it. Monique. 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 Um, she was damn good, especially in the last final, you know, climactic scene where they meet in the social worker's office. Um, that shit's good. But for the most part, I just... Uh, I'm going to be mean. <laughs> I couldn't. Ahead. I couldn't look at that girl's face. <laughs> <laughs> I Hey, I don't blame, honestly, I don't blame I, you. I, 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 I'm not trying to be horrible. I, she was an ugly girl. She, she's not uh, anywhere near <laughs> a, a pretty face. Yeah. You know, I remember reading things like uh, when Vanity oh, she's Fair... she's beautiful inside. When, when Vanity Fair did their young Hollywood thing and all they had were seven white girls or whatever they right. Skinny white girls. And I, I read this critique like... Why couldn't Cabaret's D-Bay be there? I'm like, because she'd look like a fucking whale <laughs> next to those seven girls. Yeah, well, it's true. Be like, wave, 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 boom! Wave, wave, wave. Yeah, well, you I, know, I, I, I don't and know. it's not I piling just, on. And listeners, it's not piling on at all. But I'm it's a chubby man truth. myself. I couldn't look at that girl. It's not piling on. It is the truth. That girl is not attractive in any way. Yes, <laughs> I so, agree, Phil. I am not. Uh, I'm not uh, <laughs> saying that you're wrong. I'm <laughs> agreeing with you. And if you don't like it, listeners, let us send know. me an email. Okay. I don't know. So, and then the only other thing was I watched was Despicable Me, which of all the recent I've animated heard, pictures, it wasn't my favorite. That's a, you know I've heard that it was really not very good. It was. It was you know a few moments of kind of cuteness and funniness. And the rest of the movie was like an Incredibles wannabe. Yeah. I've actually heard that that movie was, um, when it comes to sort of the all the old, you know, the big uh, animated pictures and stuff like that, was really not very good. And I think it's funny that most people give these animated pictures a pass. Yes. Because they are these animated movies and it's like, whatever. And it's like, well, they still got to be a decent movie, even if there are, even if they are animated. You know, but I think people are sort of catching up to that a little bit at least. Yeah. Which is good because you can't just make some animated movie, throw whatever shit you want in there, <laughs> and say, oh, we're going to make $100 million. Yeah. You know? Well, apparently you can. Well, it's still, but it's catching up a little bit. I don't A know. little bit. No. I'd actually like to see Puss in Boots. I mean, that too. kind of looks funny. <laughs> I mean, Antonio Banderas' Puss in Boots was always the best. Part the of the best Shrek. part of those Shrek movies was Puss in Boots. Yeah. And so, you know, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm like, that movie looks funny. I know it does. Don't but, do that litter box to me. <laughs> that's not mine. Remember that <laughs> from Shrek Three? Yeah. With the uh, catnip. Shrek always had the most random jokes. Is it the second one where, like, next to the past the bush, it looks like Shirley Bassey? Yeah, like, Shirley Bassey. What is it? Yeah, somebody made a Shirley Bassey joke. Phil, What's going I su- on with the world? I swear to God, <laughs> probably out of anybody that's listening to our podcast, you're probably the me and you are probably the only people who even know who Shirley Bassey is. Probably, even though she made what four Bond songs? Yes. Was it four? Uh-huh. Well, it's uh, Diamonds Are Forever. Um. Goldfinger, Moonraker, 
Oh, it might just be the three. I thought there was only one. I think I think it's the three. Okay. Well, but yeah. anyway, it's like who makes a Shirley Bassey joke? You know what I mean? And she was yeah. a Vegas queen for forty years. But, sure. But yeah, nobody knows her true. It's too bad. That's all I'm gonna say. Indeed. Anyway, there's. Do you have anything you want to do quick? Uh, let's see. Quick, quick, quick. Uh, Maniac. Okay. In a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, Phil. I know. Maniac is this movie that I saw. It was made in 1934. It was about a... Maniac? It, <laughs> hey! How'd you <laughs> guess? <laughs> Phil, you must be psychic. I am, uh, I'm the great Creswell. No, he... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll be living in the future for the rest of our lives. Anyway, um, <laughs> Go ahead. anyway, Maniac. it's this movie that was made in 1934. It's a very confusing movie that doesn't really make any sense. Um, about every 15 minutes, maybe less than that, they actually do like a screen crawl. To like tell you what's going on. Okay. So basically, the movie makes no sense. So they have to explain it to you every in print in about ten every ten minutes or so. And um, it's about this mad doctor that has this like idea that he's gonna like bring somebody back to life, and then he <laughs> he convinces his assistant to like kill him so he can put his own brain in a dead body. It's this really weird, like, sort of Frankenstein ripoff. Okay. And uh, the the assistant kills him, but then doesn't put his brain in the body. Okay. So he kind of double crosses him, but what's Ooh. he gonna do? He's dead. Yeah. You know. And um, it's really weird because, like, you know, machinations ensue, obviously. And this is not a review of the movie itself, but what I'm the point is, is that, like, you know how you see those movies that are, like, super old and they have that real weird slow motion quality to them? Like, from, like, the 30s. It almost looks blurred. Uh-huh. This movie had, like, half of that and then half of, like, sort of regular movie. It was really, really weird. And the, um, the only reason I mention it is that it was a very... Uh, it was a. Uh, it was interesting to watch, like how what how movies were made back in 1934. Right. Like when they really didn't know how to make movies very well. Yeah. You know what I mean. Uh -huh. And it was. I mean, it was bad. I will be honest with you. It was horrible. <laughs> it was well, awful. It survived mm. for 70 years. I don't know, 80 well, years. Well, right, but I mean, it was bad, but at the same time, it was really interesting to watch it, going, okay, this is, and I really got the uh, impression that this was at the point where they were sort of moving out of, like, sort of the really super silent film era, mm -hmm. and then into sort of a new film era, Yeah, and it was just really interesting to watch, and I'm not trying to make fun of it, or I'm not trying to you know, make a lot of jokes because obviously I'm not very good at that right now. But I just, I thought it was really interesting because you could see like the whole like silent film era and then like the talkie era 
sort of mashed into one. Yeah. All right. I mean, it was uh, it was interesting. Film historians, he made <laughs> yes. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> okay, not so much. There's a guy that glues his beard on to try and become his old uncle or something. <laughs> really? <laughs> Sounds like you were paying attention. Uh, you, no, I was. I, well, the, the professor died and his assistant tried to glue a beard on it. I think you're just digging, digging your own beard. Okay, yes, so, you're probably right. <laughs> Phil, where can they find us? They uh, can find us at canufbi at gmail.com. We have another, uh, we have a website, sort of. It's um, on Facebook. It's yes. Can You Fucking Believe It? Can You Fucking Believe It? <laughs> and on the basis of the fact that we made so many Ed Wood jokes today, Phil, take us out as Bella Lugosi, if you will, and I would appreciate <laughs> it. Can you fucking believe it? No one gives two fucks for Bella. We let's shoot this fucker. Exactly. Now's the 